Hey guys, welcome to Jumbled, your favorite podcast about nothing. Johnny here. We are going to release the episode that I recorded with the up-and-coming podcast with my boy Zach Klassen uh, earlier in the year. I'm pretty excited to share this episode with you guys. I had an amazing time with Zach. We uh, grew up as childhood friends, but we haven't seen each other in about 15 years. So it's pretty cool to catch up, hear what he's doing. Uh, Zach is a personal trainer um, by day, um, amazing actor by night, content creator, social media influencer, the kid is doing uh, a million things, and it's really awesome to catch up and, and see everything that he's getting into. Uh, we do talk about this in this episode, uh, my experience with medicinal marijuana, which has been something that I have been pretty focused on not sharing with Jumbled, but for some reason on the Up and Coming podcast, I was feeling pretty relaxed, and uh, we got into it a little bit. And You know what? I thought about it after, and I was a little nervous, but it's time to uh, to fight the stigma. So... We're going to talk about it a little bit on this episode, and it might come up in future Jumbled episodes. Make sure you give uh, Zach's Instagram a check. It's uh, UCPod on Instagram. His website, I believe, is Up and Coming Podcast or Zach Klassen. If you Google him, you'll find him. And we're going to have him on next week's episode, and we're going to do a bit of a debrief, do another podcast merge, and who knows where we're, uh, we'll we'll go and what rabbit hole we'll go down. But I'm excited to have him on Jumbled, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. true at all. Johnny, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. How are you? Good. Uh, for everyone listening to this right now, you are a kind of the childhood hero for me. That's way too much credit. Growing up a little bit. Way too much credit. <laughs> um, you were a couple years older than me. Uh, we grew up kind of on the same block. Yeah, same crescent. Same crescent, which is crazy. I haven't seen you in... How long has it been, honestly? I Quick math, like 15 years. Seriously? Like, the, the, yeah. In person, 15 years. I know we've kind of chatted like off and on. Here and there, I see you do something on social media or whatever. You post a video, and we'd have a quick chat. And but like in person, I was thinking about like fifteen years. And yeah. I, I think I saw someone sent me. It might have been Shane sent me. I don't know if you, if you remember yeah, Shane. Yeah, I remember Shane. I think when you were doing a bodybuilding competition, he sent me a picture of you on stage. He's like, "Dude, do you remember Zach? Look at him now!" <laughs> and my mind just fucking exploded. That's hilarious. Like, wow. Like I, because I always have this image of you as. Like this younger kid, this younger like kid. on the block. And right. Now you're like a full size man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. It's uh it's um it's been pretty crazy, man. You know, I, I think uh it's just been a weird transition of just you know what it is? It's just testosterone just flying through the roof, just trying new <laughs> things. Yeah, let's do this, let's commit to this, let's commit to that. Um but one of the big reasons I had you on the show today is because you have your own podcast. Yeah. Um you're you know, you're practicing jujitsu quite a bit and before we got on, you were just talking about how you have um, cauliflower ear, cauliflower the lovely ears. ear. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, so the podcast. Podcasting is awesome, and I, I'm glad we're doing this this collaboration. Um, I really like your style, and I think what what's really helped boom podcast is that long form conversation. And mm-hmm. um, I listen to a lot, and there's some that you know run 15 minutes, 30 minutes, and attention spans are are, are different for every person. But I like really like digging into your podcast and having the conversation, different types of guests you have, and that just that long form conversation to me is so cool. And I think it's why podcasts are, are growing so quickly. And well, and also too, man, it's like a good way to actually know someone. Yeah, absolutely. Like you can really, you can really see someone on Instagram and you, I mean, you judge a book by its cover, mm-hmm. but, and even in an interview, right? Like even if you, somebody, if you, you saw someone going like Jimmy Fallon, like you'd be like, okay, like they just put like literally an hour into like 10 minutes. Yeah. You and yeah, I mean? 10 minutes get, and it's most of the one-liners. You're not really getting a lot of the content. So, right. Whereas that live podcast is like, you know, you kind of go with the, the good parts and the bad parts and, and go through it. But. I tell this to everyone, man. I think everyone should have a podcast of some sort, um, mm-hmm. especially if you're into like sales. Sales and public speaking. So I have to do a lot of public speaking for my job. And I did it a lot in, in university. And I always like, I hated public speaking. And everyone's like, well, you're like, you're pretty good at it. Like, why do you hate it? And it's just like... Just outside of my comfort comfort zone. <laughs> nice, Giacomo. Giacomo's getting a phone call. Goddamn camera guys, right? Um, it's okay. You cut the tension off of me. It's my first yeah. video podcast. So, and then I, I had this moment, you know, within the past year of like really podcasting on a weekly basis where like, I'm actually, I don't give a shit about public speaking anymore. Right. And I, I was talking to my my uh, co-host, whose also name is Zach. And uh, he, he was like, do you think it's because we podcast? And 
a lot of people listen to it and you just kind of get used to that. I'm going to say some shit and people are going to take it how they want. And yeah. You just get over it. Well, I was talking to you about this too, right? When I used to make those, those comedy videos, mm-hmm. like just people, how much like hate I'd get and how much judgment I'd get. And, uh, honestly, man, that makes you just a tough person. Absolutely. Like it just makes you a strong person, right? Cause if you like doing something so much, but you know that the, um, the, uh, <clears throat> like the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Repercussions are just negative, negative mm-hmm. shit. Um, yeah, man, it just makes you overall just a strong person. But, um, yeah, back to the podcasting, man. I think it's just, I mean, I think overall it's just, it's like everyone should be practicing having a conversation, I think on a daily basis. That's 100%. You know, whether you're podcasting or you're just sitting down and having a beer with your, you know, with the boys or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. you know, well, it has to be someone new though. Like it can't be just like a regular person that you're familiar with. Like it has to be someone that you're just, you haven't really, um, you know, had a connection with or whatever. And you're trying to keep a conversation going. Mm-hmm. Um, it's being a conversationalist, man. It's yeah, a real absolutely. skill. 100%. We're, I was actually talking about this in our, in our last episode. Um, we had a guest come on and we we're talking about comedy and where comedy is going now. And, and Jumbled is, is a comedic podcast. Um, and just about our like society's ability to hold a conversation now with, the advances of PC culture. And I'll say like, I'm not anti PC culture. I just, I think we need to find a balance because part of working through problems is being able to have a conversation and not letting emotion get through it. Um, and I think as a society, we really struggle with that because people can't have or struggle to have these types of conversations where you might have a different opinion than someone and it's okay. And you can work through that and not freak out about it. And you actually get somewhere. Um, right. so, and that's where I think podcast in the long form really, really comes into hand. And I know we both listen to Joe Rogan. I think he's like obviously the master at it. Yeah. Um, and I love that, you know, people being able to sit down and be real, be vulnerable, like podcasts or having a camera guy looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's another level. Right. But right. it's, it's interesting how, um, how podcasts help develop that. So. Right. Yeah. No, it is, uh, it's, it is cool, man. And I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes yeah. with everything, you know, cause like the more this, obviously the more this envelope is. I mean, I think uh, went from like twelve percent to the Amer- uh, American average listener to fifty percent for podcasting. Mm-hmm. Like that's a big jump in the last couple of years. That's huge. So I'm excited to see where it goes and like what that's going to lead. Because if you're seeing people have real conversations, right? If you're seeing people have real conversations and just being really authentic, and I think the more that we can just get that in the world, I think it's going to be a better place. I'm 100 percent with you. I think podcasting might save the world, Johnny. <laughs> We're working towards it. There we go. Um, so, so tell me about your podcast, man. What's uh, it? What's uh, what is it? Yeah, so uh, jumbled. Um, we're the podcast about nothing. Uh, people say we're like the Seinfeld of podcasts. So it's literally just uh, that's a huge fucking compliment. <laughs> yeah, that might be the biggest compliment ever. Well, I, maybe on content, not on success. So. Okay. <laughs> Those Seinfeld, you know, t- I I feel like Seinfeld took a while to really gain that that huge following, um, which is why it's still still on the air now. Yeah. Um, though I struggle with that show. I remember as a kid, I didn't really get the humor. I know what you mean. I didn't, I didn't like it either when I first watched it. And I watch it now and, and I like it, but then you think like all of their problems that they face would be solved with a cell phone. I know. So much of it is miscommunication right. and not being able to find the person. And, right. and now we have this brick that's attached to our hip. Right. right. Um, but yeah, so we basically, we just, it's two friends. So I went to university with Zach and uh, we shoot the shit and we bring on some guests um, from different areas, similar to, to what you're doing, we've had uh, my tattoo artist come on and tell some crazy stories. Oh, so it's not just like I—I I don't know why I had in my head it was like a jujitsu podcast. No, it's become it, jujitsu's come up more with a few few of our guests um, who've been expressed some interest in it, and so yeah. I'm, I'm happy, I can talk about jujitsu for forever and, and what it's done for me and why I think it's like probably the best martial art out there, um, especially for for people who are you know trying to push themselves and learn how to to survive under immense right. pressure. Right. So um, it's not jujitsu based. We talk anywhere between politics, um, comedy, sports, um, fight breakdowns is a, a thing I like to do. But then we, you know, we had a junior national um, bodybuilder competitor, right. um, Zach's childhood best friend, Larry Hill. He was on, he's been done two episodes with us and talking about his process and prepping and, and health and fitness. So we kind of just go anywhere um, and down some weird rabbit hole sometimes. And yeah. hopefully it all loops back together. But yeah. Uh, we're on. We're actually coming up episode 100. We're recording oh, episode wow, you have 100. Oh wow! More episodes than I do. Yeah, we started. Well, Jumbled started, you know, almost two years ago now, um, which is pretty crazy. And it was actually originally Zach and his cousin Joe, who's another one of our, our friends from my friend from university, Zach's cousin, obviously. And uh, I started doing some like just casual fact checking for him, and they would say some shit. And I think it was something. It was a lot of stuff about Canada. They would like just 
right. two Americans, right? right? So, you know, they know, but they don't know. And Zach, Zach's going to listen to this and be like, fuck you, Johnny. Uh, <laughs> but So I just send them notes, be like, hey, you guys like fuck this up. And then they're like, well, why don't you do this kind of on a regular basis? So then I started putting together just like a, a quick word document of you guys said this and, you know, here's, here's where you're wrong. Here's where you're right. Or, you know, here's some more information. And then that turned into me doing like a five minute bit on the podcast. So I would self-record. Do a breakdown of, of the, kind of like the ending of the the show. Yeah, kind of so like the it was, fact it was the called show. fact checking with Johnny, and so I would just record, and they put some they put the Canadian anthem in it, and it was made this whole thing about it, and it was fun. And then um, life takes over, and Joe had to transition away from the podcast, and Zach's like, "Well, why don't you just come in?" So I joined ep- around episode twenty nine, episode thirty. So have quite a few under my belt now. Um, Dope, man. It goes quick though, and it's you learn a lot. You know, as I'm sure you know, being where you're at now with the podcast, even just from equipment changes to oh, yeah. where you're positioning the mic. Yeah, dude, I know. And yeah. uh, Hiring our great cameraman here, yeah. Giacomo. <laughs> Having a camera guy helps yeah. a lot for yeah. sure. You know, you're talking about like the, the progress of a podcast and we were chatting a bit before this and the video aspect is such a, a critical part. And do I you know guys not do video at all on your podcast? don't. So one of the challenges that we have right now is Zach's based out of Kansas City and I'm in Calgary. Oh, um, so it's not even, you guys don't even like connect. No, we, we Skype each other and we record our separate audio and then we put it all together and post. So wow. it, it adds, it makes it a little bit harder. I mean, obviously video with Skype, you, you kind of get this feeling, but not being able to reach out and touch someone. And Oh yeah, and dude. No, it's, it's to- I mean, I've had a, f- I have a few episodes under my belt where it's, I've Skype people in LA and stuff and mm-hmm. it's, it's a different, it's a different kind of vibe. Absolutely. Not bad. Vibe. It's still cool. Mm-hmm. You know, it's better than nothing, but having this one-on-one conversation right here, Sharing seeing your movements, seeing your hands, seeing like your, you know, seeing what's going on, you can, it's just a way better feeling, man. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, I think. It's like the self-dating of, uh, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like going on Bumble or Tinder. It's cool, but speed, you know. Speed dating yeah, over exactly. an, hour, an hour of a yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I think that's like the, the huge progress is, you know, that video app aspect and then getting it onto YouTube. And we've talked about how we can do that and what we would do to splice it together. And then it comes down to having time and post. So yeah. Being able to, to slap audio together is the easier part when you start getting complex with video. I think yeah. that's what's really going to you know take podcasts to the next level and where you think you see a lot of the success. So, Yeah, I think, uh, you know what, if it wasn't for video, I don't think my podcast would be where it's at right now. Because you're so goddamn good looking. <laughs> I don't know if that's it. But um, if it wasn't for me being able to make like these clips mm-hmm. from like, you know, Instagram and Facebook and stuff, I don't know. Like if you were to just put an audio clip up on Instagram, it doesn't transfer no, over well. Not even close. You know no. what I mean? Like even, people are not going to, you know. Even with a still, like you can do some stuff and it's it's kind of there. But, but most people, at least I'll speak for myself, I should say, when I'm like scanning Instagram and something comes up, I'm always on silent. And if the video is, you know, if the video doesn't captivate me, I will not open the audio. So the audio could be like the best thing in the world. But if, right. the, if the image of the video doesn't catch me, I just keep going. Right. And it's really rare that I will actually turn turn on the audio. Like it has to be something pretty awesome to, to catch my attention. And right. if you don't have that video aspect, you're right. People just kind of cruise on through and it's, right. it doesn't have the same. So impact. have you seen, have you seen the listeners kind of slowly grow? Ah, absolutely. We, uh, so the last time I looked at the numbers, um, we had a hundred thousand hits in September for for the for the year twenty eighteen. So we haven't done like a full year, um, but we've grown pretty. Hundred thousand rap- hits. That's a hundred thousand downloads. Uh, no, so hits would be like not full downloads or full listens, but check ins between like Instagram, Facebook, stuff we're posting nice. there, podcasts. Okay. So we're definitely growing. Um, it's weird to think that even that many people view content. Um, you know, you, you mentioned in a podcast about having like 200 people following and you put it in, if you put 200 people in a room, it's, it's a massive, like it's a lot bigger than it sounds, but social media is, I think really skews our, our opinions on, on size. So, right. um, we're definitely growing. Um, and I think part of that is similar to what you do. We're just, we just do us. Like right. it's not a, we don't, we don't design, we're not trying to cater to a specific audience. Right. We bring people in and it's real conversations and just real people being themselves and, that's what I like to listen to. Authenticity, and, man, will always win. Yeah. And, you know, you maybe you don't get the, like, the giant burst of, of people looking for this niche thing. Um, but I think the listeners that we have gained, we, we have a lot of regulars and a lot of consistencies. So right. it's pretty cool that way. That's so, awesome, man. That's mm-hmm. sweet. That was the longest plug for your own podcast Yeah, ever. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was awesome. I'm totally going to yeah. steal this audio and, and, uh, and add it to Jumble. Yeah. That's cool. But uh, That's so funny. Um, uh, yeah, man. I, I mean, I was in a coffee shop the other day and I was like, man just like analyze people how they look at their phones. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's on their phones. 
And when I actually mean that, I actually mean everyone's literally they're on their like go to the Starbucks. They're everyone's on their phones. Yeah, something technology. And if they based. put it down, count how many like count how many seconds until he picks it back up. Again. Do you do you make a conscious effort with that? Because that's so I get like screen reports from my phone, and that's where I really became aware of it. Where it's like you've spent X amount of time on your phone this week, and yeah. here's how you do it. And Instagram's <laughs> always number one because it's like my go to. Oh, yeah. I'm bored. I need like a quick. Yeah. I need that quick like dopamine hit. I'm just like flipping through. Like let's look at pretty pictures. Fuck, it's that dopamine hit. It's it's, it's real, man. It's it sad. Yeah. It's kind of sad though, isn't it? It it is. Like but that. Yeah. Like I get up in the morning, man, and sometimes I check my fo- like my phone for like 20 minutes. <laughs> 20 minutes, man. I'm sitting there. I'm just like, oh nice, this has happened. Like this person DM'd me, and I'm on my phone, and I get sick to my stomach, man. Yeah. I'm like, oh fuck. It's totally. Uh, it's people's morning routines, right? The first thing they do, they wake up. <sighs> I think part of it too is my alarm's on my phone. So my alarm goes off. I wake up and my morning routine is I wake up around 5.30. Right. I like do my social media scan, like answer a look at emails if anything came in overnight. And then I'll go to the bathroom and then I work out. But like between 5.30 and 6 is literally me just wasting fucking time. I know, man. And if you were to accumulate that over a, a year, mm-hmm. like imagine how much time you would have in that year. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean, the screen report. So now it's become like a goal for me where... I look at those screen reports and if I want to keep cutting down, so I've like erased some social media from my phone or I make the conscious effort where, for example, when you you went downstairs really quick and I was chilling up here, I was like, oh, my first instinct was, I know. Check my phone. what's on my phone? Yeah. I was like, no, I'm in this like awesome condo in, in Vancouver and there's lots of shit to look at. I'm just going to look out nice. the window nice. and just enjoy what's, what's around me right now. Nice. Did you end up taking an Instagram story of it then? No, I did not. <laughs> okay. I did not. I did think about it. And I was like, yeah, you know what? It was funny. Right. My uh, on yesterday, my wife was talking. She's like, you know, you never post about me. <laughs> she's like, we're, we're in Vancouver, and the only thing you posted about Vancouver was doing this podcast with a childhood buddy, not like in Vancouver with my wife, like having dinner or doing this. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, you're totally right. So I opened up my my Instagram. I was like, I post about you every like five to seven posts. I was like, is that bad? It's like, but you don't even like social media. So why do you care? Right. Like, well, she just wants to make sure that you're not, you know, yeah. wheeling chicks on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely not. Happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the same. You know what, man? I just think that like, I don't know. It's true though. Like, I don't know. Public affection on, on social media for me. Where does that stand? Uh, where do I stand with that? I'm into it. I think it's cool. I think everyone likes it. I yeah. think partially for you and in, in your career choice, it's, it's a job, right? Like part yeah. of it is... Yeah, this is 100% a job. Yeah, how yeah. you get your face out, how you, you know, we were talking about how to become a successful actor or content creator and you just have to sit down and do it. Do it, man. Right? You can't, you yeah. can't wait for that to yeah. hit that big audition or get that lucky role. You have to, you have to make it yourself. Well, man, a lot of, a lot of people, they think that this like life, like they see this lifestyle on social media and I know people talk about this all the time, but they see this lifestyle on social media mm-hmm. and they think it's this... Uh, like, oh man, you're having so much fun out there. But it's like, I'm just fucking working really hard. It just looks like I'm having fun. You're only seeing the best. You're only seeing the yeah. best part of it. The this. happiest parts, not you sitting at two in the morning grinding through yeah. editing video. Yeah, exactly. Not me, yeah, not sitting at, yeah, uh, getting flagged on YouTube for copywriting a song by mistake and having to delete the whole thing. Oh man, I re edit this whole thing and like, you know what I mean? All this bullshit, yeah, right? I totally got one of those, uh, those no nos um, from Instagram actually last week. So I did uh, Instagram live because I've been trying to do more and like following training. So some friends talking about, oh, like how's your training going? Um, getting ready for a competition in, in February. Right. So I was, you know, at the gym doing open mats and I had some teammates and I was like, hey guys, I'm just going to throw this up on Instagram live. And people were like, yeah, cool, whatever. So I just planted my phone in the corner of our gym, kind of got a, you know, a view of the mats and we had music playing in the background. I didn't think anything of it. You know, had some people come in, kind of chat and whatever, and then post it to my story. And then immediately Instagram's like, hey, this is flagged for uh, yeah. copyright infringement. Yeah. It's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. But in the background, you could just barely hear the music going on. Right. And that, I was like, that's fucking creepy that they know that. I mean, obviously, it's it's algorithms and computer program scanning, yeah. but it's like, God, you can't even listen to music. It's so and, crazy, man. It's so crazy. I, I've uh, I can't even get into it. It's it's it's. I mean, I've been editing so many of these videos and sketches and mm-hmm. stuff that. Um, yeah, man, copyright is just like the, it's literally the worst yeah. word to me ever. <laughs> so, and, and as an artist, so I, I was heavy in, in music for a while and we talked about my like hobby ADD. So music was a big part of my life for a long time and I've been, been in band more or less off like since grade nine. And so I've recorded a few albums and I've had a band and we've never charged for an album. We've always like recorded it, put it up on like Bandcamp for make a donation. So you can put $0, you can put $20 don't care. I'm just happy that someone wants to hear my shit. 
So if I was chilling on an Instagram story and someone pulled like a song that I wrote, I'd be like, fuck yeah, it was good enough that someone was like, I want to attach this to my work. So as an artist, I struggle with that. But on the other hand, you know, I never took it as a business. And when it's someone's business and it's how they're making money, I guess. You yeah. Know, it's, it's, I think, yeah, it's, I think it's a little bit different when you get to that, you know, when you're Drake and you know, it's a banger. You're like, this is the hottest shit ever. <laughs> charge millions of dollars for this song yeah but i mean it's it's gonna get stolen anyways you i know? know you can't there's you no can't, way around there's it, no man. way there's no way to get ahead of it yeah. and i think i truly believe that the people who are stealing it are smarter than the people who are you know trying to stop it right so yeah. you can get anything on the internet now like literally anything yeah dude uh, i mean i get like those instagram sketches reposted all the time does that bug you and i don't even get tagged sometimes See now that that piece a little bit, I could see at least tag me in it, but yeah. maybe they don't know it's you. Maybe they don't they, know. They, they probably don't even know. But I've seen them like, oh man, this has a hundred thousand views, and I fucking made this, <laughs> and I'm not even tagged. And I'll drop a comment like, hey, that's me. It just gets like left, but no one even cares. No one even sees shit, it. Yeah, yeah, no one even cares. Um, but do you read know. the comments? So I know you read your own comments, but if you see your shit on, dude, I saw. Else. I really. I mean, I read my own comments and stuff, but like, um, I I really just try to stay away. I wish I didn't have to. Um, how do I say this without sounding like ignorant? Like, um, I get a lot of like nice comments and obviously I reply to every comment I possibly can. But, um, yeah, it's just, you know what, man, if it was up to me, I wish I could just post and just not even look at it. Mm-hmm. Post, don't even look. Why don't you just do that? Cause then you come, you just, you know, that's kind of, that's such a douchebag thing to do. <laughs> you know, someone drops a nice comment on your photo. Like the least you can do is reply. Yeah. That's a lot. I imagine that's, that's a lot of work in itself though. It can be for sure. Um, Isn't it weird that you get that feeling of like social media? If, if I put something in someone comments, I feel like like you. I want to come to acknowledge that I saw. And then if they post something back, and you have this kind of like fragmented conversation of like we're both trying to be polite to each other. Of like I want you to know that I saw what you wrote back. But where does that conversation stop? Right. And it's like good job. Like thanks, man. You're great too. Like no, you're like this. Like oh, you just oh. like that. You like that yeah. last one. Yeah, that's what that's, it is. That's, that's the brilliant on. piece to it. Where yeah. you just have to like. Yeah. Heart it and Thanks, you're dude. good to go. Yeah. Um, it's, what's really crazy too is like I, I, try, I obviously try to respond to every DM I get. So yeah. every time I make an Instagram story, I get like people like mm-hmm. talking about it or whatever. And the best thing that Instagram ever bought was that like, you know, you like the message. Like mm-hmm. Zach liked your message. Like that's quick and easy. Quick and easy, man. That's fucking, that's, that's the move. That's awesome. You know? Um, Do you ever just mess with, with people? I mean, obviously so, like armchair warriors just trolling and <laughs> you get a bad comment. Like I'm sure it's, at early, maybe early in your career when those started happening, you probably right. take them a bit personally and now you just, you just get jaded to it. Do you ever just fuck with them back? I don't know, man. I think because I've had like older cousins and stuff and like, uh, just, I don't know. Uh, my girlfriend makes fun of me all the time. Like, I just feel like I know, <laughs> I know I'm ridiculous. Yeah. Like I know I'm you such just a, own it. It's I just own it. I'm such a ridiculous person. I under, I already know this. You know what I mean? So, um, when it comes to negative comments, it's like, dude, how is there, how is there not more negative comments? Mm-hmm. Like, how is this, this is only this many negative comments? You know what I mean? Um, is so that yeah. a sign that you've like, you've hit like a great target audience or is it a sign that like, you're not big enough? The trolls aren't picking up. Like, well, how does that, what is that balance? I think you're just, I'm just not big enough for the trolls. Yeah, I, see, I think at your social media, I'm like, this guy's got it nailed. So no, <laughs> yeah, not even close, <laughs> not even close. Um, <clears throat> cause if you look at like. I mean, if, you know, if I was bigger, you would, you know, you would see a lot of, there would be just more negative shit, man. Yeah. For that's sure. like one of my, one of my favorite things to do when I am bored and I'm browsing Instagram is like content creator posts this. And I literally just look for the negative comments and then I like to look at their profile and be like, what? Yeah. The, and it's who like, who are you? And to? it's like, and it's like they have five followers and they have yeah. like whatever. And then there's like a, like the profile pictures, like Goku. Right? Yeah, you know, it's always it's always <laughs> something anime. Like they're not comfortable <laughs> enough to put themselves totally. on, online. Totally, man. Uh, especially with anything like fight or jujitsu, and like a lot of people criticizing, like, "Oh, you lost this fight. You're garbage." And like, "Oh, okay, so you must understand fighting in some way." And you you click on their profile, and they're morbidly obese. Yeah. And it's like, "Here's my Doritos and a samurai sword." Like, yeah. Do you know what? Like, you don't know what you're talking about. Totally, man. That's yeah. It's so ridiculous. Hey, but you were uh, you were talking about your cauliflower ears. Yeah, so the ear, so the the lovely. So, so before we get into that though, you got into fighting how long ago? Uh, I first started um, toying around with it in university. Um, I had a friend who was an amateur MMA fighter, and and he was you know, a couple of weight classes lower than me, and he just wanted to wrestle around, and I was always you know kind of a rough and tumbly kind of guy, and I was like, sure, I'll I'll roll around and. and slowly got into it for a couple of years, um, moved back to, to Canada. I was, I went to school in the States, 
and uh, was looking around for a gym. And then I was in a really bad car accident in, it would have been 2013 or 14, like on the highway, got rear-ended, like did five years of physio for my neck and my back. Was, was told that like, you know, I might not be able to play sports or I'll have this impact and, and whatnot. Like literally had a doctor say, your martial arts career will stop at Tai Chi. Like if you want to do any kind of martial arts, it will be Tai Chi. And that's unfortunately where you're going to be. And it was really tough to, to take that because I, you know, always played sports. We're, we're talking about when we were kids, like we BMXed, we skateboarded, we played street hockey, I played soccer, football, like I was all over the place. Like anything outdoors, running around, I wanted to do it. Right. And uh, like being pretty new into just discovering like more trained fighting. So I did kickboxing, I took some boxing, I did jujitsu, I took samba. Like I basically took my my um ADD, my hobby ADD and then focused it on like combat sports where right. I was like I'm done with football this is like this is crazy to me to be in football like in high school and like being big and strong and I was like I was so dominant and then you go to your first jiu-jitsu class and like there's a kid who's you know you have 50 pounds on and he's absolutely dominating you're like how the fuck is this happening right um so I just fell in love with it and I was just like all over the place I wanted to learn more and more and more Um, so I was training pretty regularly in that time. I also started cutting weight. So went to school to, uh, play football and I was, I was like 285. And then as I got more, yeah, my heaviest was 306 pounds. Wow. Yeah. So you, you remember me when we were kids and I was like just in high school. Yeah. Cause I was playing football and I was working out. Um, I got appendicitis in grade 12 and, uh, you know, knocked me on my ass for like, two months and then it was like near the end of grade 12 and I was going to go play um, junior football. Then I missed camp because I had appendicitis and then I'm an emotional eater. I was talking about seeing McDonald's outside your window. I was like, fuck, that's my happy place. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a slogan for McDonald's. Yeah, right? well, it should be. <laughs> uh, they should sponsor me. for. <laughs> but uh, so I just like, and I got, you know, started falling out of sports and got more into music. And so I was just like, you know, eating and drinking and, you know, you turn 18 and you're like this bar scene opens up. So I was, you know, got fat, fatter and fatter and fatter. And I was like, oh, I want to play football. Went to school and, you know, was like, oh, well, you need to be big to play, you know, O-line. I was like, okay, great. So now I have an even better excuse to just keep eating. Um, and then I decided that wasn't for me and I got distracted by some other things in school, which worked out for the better. And I was like, well, maybe I should lose weight. So I remember my first week, like I was 306 pounds and I was like consciously trying to lose some weight and I was kind of hovering around 285. And it's like, okay, well, I want to lose some weight. So what can I do? I was like, well, maybe I'll just stop drinking pop. I was like, all right, that's a good, good plan. So I stopped drinking pop for like a week or two weeks. And I think I lost like five or six pounds. Dude, once you cut out that pop, that's, it's that's a huge, that's the biggest crazy. fucking thing, man. Pop is like literally, Deadly. you might as well just smoke. Yeah. <laughs> get, for a, real. get some cigarettes too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, the next, I was like, well, what else can I do? That's easy. Like, well, maybe I'll stop eating, you know, refined carbohydrates. So I c- tried to cut out like chips and bread basically. Right. And I'd still eat like some carbs. Like at that time, I didn't quite understand the value of carb cycling or carb cutting. And um, and then I started working out more and I just started going down. I remember when I hit 250, it was like this huge milestone for me. I was like, fuck yeah, like 250. I'm so happy. Like, this is great. I feel better. I feel lighter. And uh, then, you know, started doing, you know, more combat sports and wrestling. Just And then I was going against people who were like 250 pounds and were jacked. And I was still like 250 pounds and like kind of fat boy. And I was always like strong, like just, yeah. Like, I don't know, like, like <clears throat> farmer strong, I yeah, guess. No, I get it. Yeah, for sure. Um, but you know, I, we had a shitload of muscle underneath all that. I did. Yeah. And then people always say that when they, when I show them pictures, like I, like you were 306 pounds, like you don't look it. Like I always carried the weight really well. Um, and then I just got addicted to like the health style or the lifestyle and the healthy living and, um, working on losing weight and got obsessed about like diet and different exercise programs and then how that related to training. So in university I went to play sports and I stopped playing sports. And I got into um, student government. And then I had all this free time where I was like, oh, I don't have to go to soccer practice. I don't have to go to football practice. I don't have to go to film. Hey, guys, let's take a second to talk about our sponsor for today, Audible. Head over to audibletrial.com slash jumbled and get your free 30-day trial and a free audiobook. The book that we are going to recommend for the month of February is, drumroll, Napalm and Silly Putty by George Carlin. This is a throwback. It was released back in 2011. Obviously, uh, George has has uh, left this planet. He's been he's been gone for a bit. So uh, so this is a uh, this is a, a good throwback one. It's narrated actually by George Carlin as well. Something to definitely uh, check out, look into. If you don't know about George Carlin, then where have you been? 
George Carlin is one of the best comedians of all time. Uh, highly recommend looking into this one. Again, that is Napalm and Silly Putty by George Carlin. It is 2 hours and 28 minutes long. So it's a little bit shorter, but it's still really, really good. So if you like what you hear from me, uh, then get that. If you uh, want to find something else, totally cool. They have over 180,000 different titles for you to find something, anything, that you can relate to. And uh, we hope that you enjoy. Thanks, Audible. And let's get back to the podcast. So then I just went I went to the weight room and I had some friends, some football buddies who were like, okay, I'm going to go work out and started at like two days a week. And I remember my first workout with one of the assistant football coaches. And uh, he's like, okay, you want to lose weight? Here's what you're going to do. And I went back to eat dinner and I couldn't lift my arms. And at first I was like, how am I going to fucking do this Fuck. tomorrow? I was like, but at the same time, like this, I, I know that I accomplished something today. And you're talking about uh, your last podcast, talking about doing leg day and walking around and feeling like you called it feeling horny. I was like, you know what? That, that actually makes sense. It's a like, real thing, right? You just, you 100%, it's not necessarily like a sexual horny. No, yeah. It's like, you feel like you, you got up and you like, put some effort and you yeah. did something and you feel good about it, right? And, uh, and I just was like, I have a choice right now to say, this is too hard and I'm going to bitch out or I'm going to accept this and own it and this is going to be my life and I know I'm going to get through it. And you get through that through like proper rest and diet and you can mitigate kind of that, those pains, right? So then the last couple of years of university, I just got obsessed with, with cutting weight and got down to like 185 at one point, which was not sustainable. Like it was really more of how can I get, where can I get myself to? Um, and then I kind of hovered around 205 and I actually have a body fat receipt and I was 208 pounds and 8% body fat. And that was like my, like, I'm good here. Like I can enjoy life a little bit. I'm pretty fit. I'm active. I was running, you know, four or five times a day and I was lifting weights and eating like way too much food, like way too much protein. <laughs> the first time I went, uh, went to Costco with my, my now wife, I was just buying like chicken and like everything protein. I was like, Carbs were like the devil to me, and all I cared about was like I'm going to the gym, I'm lifting heavy. That's the biggest mistake with a lot a of people that are just getting into the gym and just like trying to lose all this weight is they fucking buy all this protein and they think they yeah. think this is the answer. They think this is like the this is the answer. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was competing, I had no idea what I was doing. Zero. Did not look like it. <laughs> I know it didn't look like it, but zero idea what I was doing, man. And I would just buy all this fucking protein, and I was making all these shakes, and I just stank. Yeah. I fucking would just, man, one little fart and it would oh clear God, out our village, man. so bad. It was disgusting. That's the thing, though. You're totally right. Everyone's looking for that quick, easy thing. So I was like, oh, I'm going to do like no explode. I'm going to do a protein shake. Yeah. I'm going to eat all this chicken. <clears throat> and I did get my body to where I wanted it to be. Um, and then after the accident, so I had, you know, five years of, of recovery. So I got fat again because I was pretty upset about going from this super active lifestyle. I was like hiking, I was running, I was lifting weights, playing sports. Um, I had a summer job where I was literally carrying um, people with physical disabilities up a mountain. Like that was my job was they wanted to get a hiking experience and a Calgary engineer built, uh, it was called the trail rider and it was like kind of part wheelchair, part wheelbarrow, but like meant for off-road. And I would like with a buddy, we would take that, put a person in it who was, you know, wheelchair bound and we would just climb a fucking mountain with him. And that was like my job and I, I loved it. So I went from doing all this stuff to being like, I can't put my socks on. And I had this moment with, and you know, my wife is like incredible because she she dealt with this where she got me when I was like peak physical form in my prime like shredded to I can't put my socks on she literally had to help me do that Damn. Um, to me like going from 205 and then it was like 210 and it's 220 and as I said I'm an emotional eater and I couldn't do anything so I'd sit on the couch and be like well I guess I'll just order some McDonald's because I can't do anything about it anyways and uh, so I part of it I probably did truthfully slow down my recovery in some ways. Like I was doing my physio and I was going to my doctor's appointments. I was doing what I was told, but I would never go above and beyond because I just I lost that like drive. And then, you know, I got the okay from my doctors to say, okay, we think your back and your neck is like pretty settled, like stable right now. Start you can start doing some stuff. My first thought was, well, I don't want to lift weights anymore. Like it just I lost that drive, but I knew I wanted to lose weight. And at that time I was, you know, too back up to like 275 right and uh, i was like looking around for jujitsu because i knew i missed it and i was like oh i'm big and you know do this and whatever we'll see how it goes and you doing i did a lot of yoga which was probably my saving grace and is probably why i caught on to jujitsu like so fast like this time where i'm actually dedicating myself to it um and i went to my first my first class and it was the same thing talked to the instructor i was like hey 
did some training. Like I understand like the basics, the core, but it's been like a long time. So just, I'm basically brand new, like treat me as is. And I go and that first class of just like the amount of physical activity, I hadn't done anything on that level in, in years, like years. And, uh, I had the exact same moment that I had when I, the first time around where it's like, I'm going to lose weight is got into my car and I, I sat in my car for like 15 minutes thinking like, I'm going to puke. Like I can't drive right now. I'm going to fucking puke. I'm so tired. And I got home and Al was like, how was, you know, how was class? I was like, well, it was like, I was fucking awesome. Like I learned this and I did this and like, I I'm coming home and I don't like my neck is like mostly okay. My back is okay. And I was pretty upfront with my injuries and my team's really good. Like any combat sport, every no one's a hundred percent, right? Like everyone has something. So you go into a role and be like, Hey, like my neck's pretty jacked up. So I prefer if you didn't choke me out I'm like, okay. Oh, um, the, oh, wow. You can, you can, you oh can. yeah, absolutely. In, in training. My, my one thing, like why I'm scared to like, not scared, but like why I'm kind of like hesitating and, get, and getting into jujitsu right now. It's because I have a fucked up shoulder, man. <laughs> well, so do I. So no excuses What'd you there. do? Uh, torn labrum. So I, I had actually had surgery in 2014 for my right shoulder. Um, it's torn labrum, rotator cuff and bone spurs. And I have a torn labrum in my left one. Okay. I'm still dealing with it. We're on the same page. Yes. <laughs> and it, it's common from weightlifting, right? That's probably how you got it. I, yeah. Well, actually mine was, uh, I remember I used to do gymnastics. Yeah. Like 15 years. Um, last year or two years ago, I thought, you know, I haven't done gymnastics in probably oh, no. five, six years. <laughs> uh, so I went to the gymnastics place. My mind still thinks I can do it. Yeah. But my body doesn't, doesn't, it's can't not do there. it. My yeah. body's like 30 pounds heavier than it once was. Right. <laughs> so I'm in there and I just, I'm tumbling and stuff. And I do this one move that I used to do uh, like against the wall and stuff. And I landed right on my fucking shoulder, went right behind. And I just oh, remember getting yep. up and going like this, oh, fuck. And it was done, man. It yeah. was done for six months. And I couldn't believe it. I was so pissed. Did you man. get an MRI? Like, have you done? I haven't done shit, man. I don't, I don't trust doctors. I don't trust any of that shit. <laughs> I just, honestly, man, I just, I physioed myself. Physio is the um, way. It's, it's not bad. But there's still times, man, where like. Like, it's just, I don't know, man. It pisses me off, dude. Yeah, it's, they're really annoying. I hear a lot of Joe Rogan, though, and it's just like, I'm just going to get stem cell, whatever the fuck. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm waiting for. Going <laughs> down know? to Panama. I'm yeah, like, I'll just dude. Pay just, the 10 grand. Yeah. Juice me up with yeah, stem cells, and yeah. I'm good to Once go. Once I get some money in me, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll just probably go that route yeah. for sure. That's kind of what I'm waiting for, too. I would, I'm glad I got surgery on my right arm. Like, it definitely made an improvement. My right arm was a lot worse. Yeah. My left one, I do not want to go through that surgery again. And talking to my surgeon, he's like, well, if you can manage it with physio and it like, it will dislocate occasionally. Right. And I just kind of like slap it yeah. back and like deal with it. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's manageable. I wouldn't, I would right. never push surgery. It's a nine month recovery. I'm, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm against it. I'm, there's yeah. no way. The it has only to surgery, be really bad. The only surgery that's happening on me is if I fucking my knees or something like that. Cause that's, I mean, there's no other way to fix that. Yeah. Well, you say that until you can't, you know, if you get to the point where you can't lift your left arm and that's true, then you're like, well, yeah, you notice your knees cause you walk on them all the time. You're right. not always, you know, lifting stuff. That's true. Yeah, stuff, that's so. true. But yeah, so no one in jujitsu is a hundred percent. And that yeah. was my thing was like, I have bad shoulders. I have like, I'm an old man now. And, uh, you know, I was, I went back when I was 29. So, and you're an old man at 29. Well, I felt old. Damn, I, that's crazy. You know, you're 29, but being in that car accident. Yeah. So two blown shoulders, a really fucked up neck and a, and a jacked up back where it's like and an eating disorder and an eating. Yeah. 100% yeah. eating disorder. Yeah. Um, so I was pretty, pretty open just saying like, I'm out of shape, obviously I'm, right. I want to do this and everyone's pretty chill and you find that you find that right team and they want you to stay. They want you to keep coming back and it's, it's really about keeping it playful. So when people see rolling, there's like different levels of rolling and depending on who I'm rolling with and their skill level versus my skill level or what we're working on. Sometimes you'll see like really, really intense, you know, matches where you're like, these guys are like really going at each other. Right. But like, I know who they are and they know me and I know that deep down, like they're not trying to hurt me. Like we kind of match each other's intensity. Um, and then there's some people where it's called flow rolling and it's, it's almost more like dancing and that's, it's really fun. And I know Joe Rogan will talk about it. Eddie Bravo loves it. It's like you show up and you're, you get high and you're just like, just going with it, right? Oh wow, sweet. Yeah, I I, I do. Uh, do you blaze quite a bit? Pardon me. Do you smoke a lot of weed? Uh, yeah, not a, not a lot. Uh, mostly edibles. It's been trans, transformational for my like my yeah. pain management. Yeah, for so sure. So in my neck and my back issues, like I tried so many different drugs, and there's so many different side effects for that. Where like I was sleepy all the time, or I was like angry all the time, or like I had no motivation or no sex drive, and like you against surgery, I, was, I got so tired of taking all these different pills. Um, they destroyed the lining of my stomach. And then I had a buddy who was like, you know, 
medical marijuana is pretty, pretty, pretty awesome. This is actually the first time I've talked about this in a podcast. It's nice. pretty crazy. That's cool. I talk about this all the time. Yeah. Um, I, got a, I got a monkey smoking a joint right there. Yeah, I, I did notice that yeah. when I was, yeah, when yeah, I was I hanging out. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of like, well, you know, is that a real thing? And this is a few years ago. And um, I did a backpacking trip and uh, in Denver. So it was legal. So I was like, okay, well, let's, I'm where it's legal. So let's, tr- let's try. And I like had smoked weed when I was a kid and I do it occasionally, but it never like, it was never your thing. Never. Yeah. Not like yeah. massively. Yeah. Um, so I went on this, this backpacking trip where I was like, well, we're going to hike 125 K in, you know, five days. So I need to like, I need to be prepared for this. Um, so I got a bunch of edibles and I, I remember the first time I was like hiking and I took them and I was like, oh, my back doesn't hurt. And I wasn't like super high. It was just like this weird body experience where it was, I didn't have that constant nagging pain. Now at the end of the day, I'd feel sore. So I'd take some more and help me fall asleep. And then sleep has been an issue from since the, uh, the accidents. Cause I was just in pain. So I'd wake up and it'd be in pain. I couldn't fall back asleep. So then I started taking it to go to bed. I was like, okay, there's, there's clearly something here where I'm not taking like all these painkillers all the time. Um, so then I went to a doctor and was like, Hey, here's everything that I've tried. So they, you know, they look you up in the system, like, oh, you tried this and you tried this and you tried this and you tried this. And then I would report back like the side effects I was getting. And I was like, I want to do this. Like, I think this is going to work for me. And it's changed my life, like completely. So I go to jujitsu and you think I'll it's take... A, you think, sorry to cut you off. Do you think it's a CBD in the, in the weed? Yeah, so I do, I do both. So I take like CBD in the morning um, so that during the day, it kind of manages the inflammation and pain. Um, and then THC to help me sleep and at night or to relax. Interesting. Um, and I'll, I'll do like, you know, nothing crazy before I go to jiu-jitsu, I'll do like a five milligram edible and I'll go to jiu-jitsu. So I'm just kind of more relaxed. Um, I'm a little bit more nimble. I'll do all my stretches beforehand. So I show up and I'm ready to go and, uh, you just calm down and just flow roll, which is, I think a lot of people discredit it's, it's really technique focused. So it's minimal muscle, like pushback. So if, if I'm flowing with one of my instructors and he's moving me in a, in a way, like I know if I have the option because I'm bigger than him. I can just like lock down my muscles and be like, no, you're not moving me, but I'm not using the right technique. So I'm like, okay, he's moving my arm this way. What do I need to do technique wise? And you just start to see like these two guys, like just rolling around in a circle and doing techniques. And it looks more like dancing than fighting. And that's like, you just get to that, um, oh, what's it called? A state of mind, um, like the flow state or something where you're just, you're just focused and you're, you lose track of time. Right. So we'll flow roll and it'll be like, Fuck, that was tw- that was a twenty minute round we just did, and you're exhausted. Are you are you uh, are you drenched? Like are you sweating? Oh yeah. You, even just even just a technique kind of roll. Yeah, just nice. just moving around, and you still have the person's weight, right? So, a lot of jujitsu technique is about putting pressure and control. So you know you can have a guy who's 150 pounds and uses the right technique, and he's on top of you. He's gonna feel like he's 250. So you you there is still like some resistance and pieces to that. Um, it is like the best cardio. It's the only cardio I do now. And nice. so starting jujitsu and cutting back, like now I'm back down to, I kind of fluctuate between 205 and 210, depending on how much I can resist McDonald's. But, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, you, uh, it's the only cardio I do. Um, uh-huh. I do some kettlebell, I do a lot of kettlebell stuff. So my morning workouts now I get up, I do some yoga, um, kettlebell swings and I do like push ups and sit ups. I have like no desire to lift a weight other than my body or that kettlebell. Yeah. And, uh, I was traveling <clears> for work and I went, and I, there wasn't a, like a jujitsu gym around where I, you know, close enough where I would go and train. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just, I'll go to the weight room. And I did my old, like my bodybuilding routine where I was like, just, I want to be big and strong. And, um, I was doing it. I was like, how the fuck did I do this for so long? Like I was so in, in the mindset when I was like, I want to be big and strong that I would go to the gym for three hours and I just like pick things up, put them down, pick things up, put them down. Dude, I know what you mean. So mentally draining Yeah. where like the, the challenge for jujitsu a lot of people say it's it's like solving a rubik's cube that weighs 200 pounds and is trying to beat you up that's fucking awesome so it, like there's such a mental puzzle to Dude, it you get me uh, kind of hyped up uh, that's why I, I want you to do it man i think you'd be i think you'd kill it i love it man I, I, yeah i mean i still got that flexibility from gymnastics still mm-hmm. like i'm super super agile right now um but the cauliflower ears kind of like, you know, listen, I'm trying to get in the film industry here. So yeah. can I wear those? Um, yeah. Most gyms will let you wear headgear. Um, you can wear, like, you know, those like, uh, like a wrestling. Yeah. You can, you can get like wrestling headgear that will help do with you it. Just, you look like a bit of a, well, no. Like when you're wrestling with someone like that, are you like, okay, hey, calm down, dude? No, I think a lot of, it's really common, especially when you do get an injury. Cause it, once it, once it pops, it's every time you go to class and someone hits it, 
it pops again. So it like it took mine almost seven months to heal. And I did not want to wear headgear um, just because I tried it and it was a little bit uncomfortable. Like you have this thing around your neck and like your face and then it would come off in the middle of a roll and you'd have to like stop and fix it. Um, but like I said, not everyone gets it. Like I, there's some guys in my gym that have been training for four years and they have none. And right. it's, it's really just kind of, do you, does it get hit? Does it get bent in a, in a wrong way? So you will likely get some of it at some point in time. Yeah. Um, but there's ways to manage. So we're talking about, I forgot the comedian's name you were saying, but like the strudel on the side of their head. Yeah. Um, Sebastian. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like a decision that that person has made to own it. And a lot of people who are in like the grappling martial arts see it as a badge of honor. Like you earn that because it's time on the mats. It's time under pressure. It's time getting beaten up. Um, so people are, a lot of people are proud of it. And I would say on some level I am too, but I have a job where I have to meet with important people and high level clients. So I don't want to walk in with two black eyes and this jacked up ear and be like, what the fuck is That's this some guy fight doing? club shit. Remember yeah. Edward Norton going to the office? Exactly. Just up? Yeah. yeah. 100%. <laughs> um, so there's techniques to deal with it. Um, draining it. So if you're not afraid of needles. Um, so for that six months I was draining my ear three times a day. So I'd get like a little, um, hypodermic needle for like insulin. Um, so I'm pretty sure my pharmacist thought I was like a heroin addict or I was on steroids, but I was never like big enough to be on steroids. But, <laughs> and the first time I went, I was like, oh, I need, you know, I need a five eighths, 25 gauge needle with like a two millimeters or two milliliter syringe. It's like, oh, what do you need that for? It's like, oh, my ear. And I showed them my ear and it was like swollen. Like I had like half a plum hanging on the side of my head. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you need to go to the doctor. It's like, no, like, no, I don't. I'm going to go to the doctor and do the exact same thing I'm going to do. Like I've been dealing with this for so long. Um, and you just, you poke it and you suck out all the fluid and the inflammation goes down, you put a cool compress, and then it will start to slowly heal. And but, like, if eventually there's a point where it can't heal, right? Well, it will, like, slowly grow. So once we're done, I'll take the headphone off, and I'll let you, like, touch my ear, and you can feel where the cartilage broke. And it is fatter, and it is harder, and because that fluid eventually, like, congeals, basically. Right. Um, so you can slow it down. You can control it. Some people don't get it at all. Honestly, it's... What about, uh, yeah... Yeah, I don't know. You ever thought about doing like boxing or anything like that? Yeah, my gym does um, kickboxing twice a week. Um, it's not our primary focus. Our our school is like a more traditional Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, so strike-based self-defense focus. So everything that we do implements striking. Um, so when we're practicing takedowns, you implement striking. Um, when we're rolling, we're allowed to slap each other. So it's kind of this, I wouldn't say <laughs> new, Yeah, it's called like, combat Jiu-Jitsu. So nice. Um, the jiu-jitsu as a sport has gone to a point where uh, you can win by points. Um, and I, I really, I, that's where I think a lot of people ask, like, why, why hasn't like jiu-jitsu exploded, like collegiate wrestling, which also has a point system, but, um, it's in a gi, like you can grab someone, hold them and not like not put yourself in any dangerous situations, just ride out the clock. So I'd be like, Oh, I got this takedown. You, I know I'm up two points. I'm going to get you down. I'm just going to fucking hold you so that. You can't score any points. I'm not going to try and submit you. I know you can't submit me. And I'll ride out the next three minutes and I'll win. Hooray. Um, in combat jiu-jitsu, if you're in that position, if someone's holding me, I'm allowed to slap them. So I can't like punch them, open hand. I can start hitting them in the face to symbol, like symbolize. Like if this was a street fight and you were doing this to me, I could, I could be punching you right now and do some serious damage. And what that does is it forces your opponent to start moving. So like I can't hold you here where I'm safe from submission because I'm getting hit in the face. So I need to scramble. And when you scramble, you create some space and that opens up opportunities for right. submissions or right. position transitions. So, nice. So our school is pretty strike focused. We practice, you know, strike defense, um, a lot of it. And then the kickboxing um, piece twice a week as well. So Dope, man. That's awesome. Yeah, because I do a lot of boxing right now. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and uh, I mean, I'm no... Uh, you saw my technique. I have like no training on it, nothing. I just... For, for self-taught, you, you're... You've come a long way, so yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, appreciate that, man. Um, but I just love hitting that bag, dude. It's a great, I great release. I love getting in there, putting on the gloves. I put the clock on for 45 minutes, and I just go until the, I hear that buzzer in my in my mm -hmm. ear. You know what I mean? Just 45 what minutes. What do you think just, about when you're doing that? Oh, man, just like uh, the music's going. I'm listening to like Tomorrowland live, right? Like Tiesto. Like I'm just like listening to like a live rave. And I'm just there. <laughs> I'm just fucking, I'm like dancing a little bit. It's fun, man. Like I'm not, I'm not angry at or anything like that, mm -hmm. right? But I'm just like, I'm into it. And then towards like the last 15 minutes, I'm like so, I'm like this different human being yep. where I'm in there and I'm just, I'm like giving it to the bag. I'm kicking it. I'm fucking kneeing it. I'm elbowing it. I'm like, where's this coming from, man? Just a release. Like, am right? I a gladiator in another life <laughs> lifetime? Quite possible. I'm kind of like hyping myself up, like when I'm doing <laughs> when I'm when I'm on the bag, right? Um, 
But I think for me, man, like what I would really enjoy is, is I think taking like a, like an actual boxing class. Yeah. I, I would highly recommend it. You um, know, not sparring. Like I'm not looking, listen, I'm not looking to ever fight anyone on the street. I have no desire to ever fight anyone. You know what I mean? Like when it comes to when, even when I think about boxing, like I don't even care about getting in the ring with mm-hmm. someone. But a part of me, a small part of me just wants to, just wants to really embrace it because it's such good exercise. Oh, it's, it's incredibly like my mind, dude, my mind is like so like I'm going to go to the gym after this. I'm going to go boxing do some skipping and I'm going to, my whole day is clear. Mm -hmm. I'm clear headed, man. And I'm just like, I'm just so (laughs) relaxed, you know? Yeah, no, I think, I think that's the benefit you get from, from any martial art and I like talk shit on some martial arts, but I think at the end of the day, you're getting out, you're activating your mind and your body and you're pushing it to do something. There's, there's that physical release that I think a lot of, a lot of people are looking for. It's funny that you talked to about, about dancing. So I hated dancing. Like as a kid, we had school dances. I was that guy who was like super self-conscious, right. chilling in the corner be like, I can slow dance cause I can, I can do like the grade nine shuffle. And, uh, my wife loves to dance. So for the longest time we would go out and I'd be like, yeah, we can go out and I'm not a jealous person. So she'd go out and she would dance and I'd be, I'd be chilling, like talking and she'd be That's because you know jujitsu now. (laughs) Even, even before when I was like, you touch my girl, I'm going to fuck you up. It's not even like, there is a part of that. So one of the stories (laughs) I I love to, I I like to talk about, about, um, like being positive and in a committed relationship where we were at the Calgary Stampede and we were at this like country bar and I, one, I hate country music. It's the only music that I really don't like. Um, but she wanted to go and I was like, well, I don't want you to not do something fun because I don't want to do it. So I'm like, I'll suck it up and I'll go. And we had some friends and she's like, I'm going to go dance. I was like, fuck, I'm not dealing with that shit. So she was like chilling and dancing and like some guy starts dancing with her and like, yeah, whatever, I don't care. And then, you know, they dance for a few songs and, and he goes to kiss her and she stops him. And she uh, goes to kiss. Oh, no, wow. she, he goes to yeah, kiss yeah, her. Yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I think about if I'm in his perspective, here's this attractive woman that you're dancing with you don't know that she has, she didn't have a ring on at the time. And she stops him. Is like, that's my boyfriend. And I'm like watching this and he turns around and looks at me and he's like, Oh fuck. And I was like, I'm chill. Like yeah. you stopped. Yeah. If you would have kept trying to kiss her, I'd been like, fuck you, man. Then yeah. we'd have a problem. But I was like, I can't get mad at you for not knowing. But do you right? think, do you think you, do you think that you were that way in that situation because you are physically fit? You're really confident in yourself. You're, you know, you're doing jujitsu. Like you're like, dude, I don't even like, like what? It's one of those, it is, I think it is one of those weird things where when you learn how to fight and to survive under that pressure where you, people are like, oh, if you learn to fight, you're going to always look for a fight. And that's not really the case. It's more of you just know how to handle yourself in that situation. So you're not as like, physically threatened. I think a lot of bar fights happen from guys who are insecure. Well, I was going to say, man, your confidence, like yeah. whatever it is, your confidence is just so high that you're just like, mm. nah, he made a mistake. It's fine. Yeah. It's cool. And he stopped. He was respectful. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, but that was like a moment where I was like, maybe I should figure out how to dance. So to tie it into the circle of your <laughs> boxing and dancing, when I first was like, I'm going to try and dance. Right. I literally had this moment where I was like trying to like dance. I was like watching videos like secretly, like I want to you know, show my wife that I'm trying. Right. And then I had this moment where I was like, what if I just do boxing drills? What if I just like stand there and I'm like fake throwing and it's like I'm dancing, but in my head, I'm like one, 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 two, one, 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 two. Right. And like I just started doing like punching combos and people were like, oh, you're like moving your hips and shit. Yeah. And that's where I started getting my confidence. And now I'm at the point where I'm just like, ah, fuck it. I don't care. I'll go and dance and I'll look stupid and I'll like shake my ass. I'm like, you know, yeah. just live your life and have fun, right? Dude, you should try making a uh, dumb... Uh, Instagram video and it goes viral because <laughs> then you'll just be like, ah, oh, well, I don't really care. Yeah. You can't do anything. Just throw yourself out Dude, there. Dude, I tell everyone to do this. Anyone that has any kind of like confidence issues, even like if you care about getting judged a little bit on stage or whatever it is, whatever kind of thing it is, do an improv class. Yeah. I, I tried that. I remember grade nine, I took a drama class and it's, I, we, you know, hearing you talk about the, the power of improv, I'm like that'd be something that would probably be helpful. You think about public speaking and thinking on your feet and being able to carry a conversation. I don't think there's a better place to, there's, to learn there's, that. There's no better place because you're going on stage, you're thinking of something while you're trying to make people laugh. Mm-hmm. Like think about how much pressure is on you. Like a you're going to look like you're either going to be really good or you're going to be really shitty mm-hmm. and you got to own it. So, so staying on this track, you were, you were talking about improv in, in one of your earlier podcasts and you said you have to do stuff that humbles you. And why I want you to do jujitsu is because nothing is more humbling than going. And literally for the first year, you're just getting your ass kicked. Yeah. Like just being crushed by pressure. 
um, being controlled. And as like, you're super, you know, obviously really physically fit guy. Um, and you'll, you'll come across that 155 pound dude who, you know, wears glasses and is really unassuming and he will just dominate your life. And you're just like, what the fuck is going on? Dude, I know, I know exactly what you're saying, man. I I watched, I'm a huge UFC fan. Mm -hmm. And dude, if I would have saw, I mean, DC's a big dude, you know, he's, he's, but he's bigger, right? If I would have saw him in the bar or whatever, I'd be like, oh, this guy does no cardio. Yeah. You know what what I mean? What is this guy? He's the best in the world. Yeah. That's. Well, maybe second best in the world. Well, you know, there's, I could, we could get into <laughs> that get a into little that. bit. Um, <laughs> I love DC and I, I, I love his, his style. Uh, I like who he is as a person. Um, but it's a great example of like the peak human form. I loved when he won, when he beat um, Stipe. And it was like, here is like, this is the peak male form. And yeah. it was this like kind of dad bod dude who was like. Dad bod, man. I call it like fat fit. And that's, yeah. that's how I've like lived definitely the last little while. Yeah. Where people are like, oh, you're kind of big. You. You clearly you work out, but you have a little bit of extra like here and there and be like, okay, well come roll and I can do like 20 minute rounds. And they're like, what the fuck? It's like, well, you also jujitsu teaches you about energy conservation and um, how to control yourself and be relaxed. So when you first start, everyone sees it as this like two bulls just like crashing into each other and you're super intense, you're going fast, you're spazzing, you're pushing. And then you get to a point where you're like, I just get really tired when I do that. And then I, you know, I don't have the strength to actually defend myself. So then you start learning how to slow down and conserve, and especially in the in a gi like the like the traditional like kimono, um, there's ways like to grab and you can do some cool chokes and you can control. But if you like grab and you're just like full tension all the time, your forearms burn out, your fingers burn out, you like start losing fingernails, um, and then you learn like, well, if he's doing this, do I need to like lock down hard? Do I need to go 100? percent Like no, I can maybe go 30. percent And then if he moves, then I know I have the strength to quickly you know lock down. So it teaches you like how to live under pressure, being humbled, um, energy conservation, and, and really knowing like when your opportunity is. Timing is huge in jujitsu. Um, so you'll t- you'll see like a lot of UFC. You go to like a UFC event in a bar, and you see a guy like who gets mounted, and um, so he's like taking taking shots. We're like, oh, just like sweep him, sweep him, sweep him. Well, that's that's his goal, obviously. Like if yeah. he's in that ring, he knows what he needs to do. Yeah. But you can't just go and do that immediately. Sometimes right. you need to ride out that wave of shit to get that moment <clears throat> to get your opponent to be just slightly off balance enough where you can say, okay, here's my chance to trap and roll. But it, people don't know that until you're in in that spot. Right. And you you probably felt it too in in you know your boxing rounds where people are like, oh, just put your hands up. Like look how low his hands yeah, are. Yeah. Like, until you do that, you you sit there and you you're like that fighter is like my hands are up right now and they're maybe in like at his chest or at his waist, but in his head because he's so tired. He's like my hands are up. Right. And if you're not there like doing that bag work or sparring, you don't realize how exhausting that is. Right. Like a lot of people in jujitsu early will submit just from exhaustion. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, man. Like totally. I can't like not that you're choking <clears throat> me. I can't breathe. I'm just so gassed that like I don't want to do this anymore. Dude, I like I'm telling you, man. Like when I like I started hitting bag hard this year, mm-hmm. and I could go maybe 15 minutes, yeah, maybe 10 minutes. I'd be like, which okay. is still a really good yeah. pace. Like you think about pro boxers are doing you know three minute rounds, yeah, and then have you know minute and minute rest right. in between. Like, yeah, that's a really good pace. Yeah, but like, and maybe I'm kind of exaggerating, but it was like, you know, like going like semi, semi hard mm-hmm. on, on the bag. Yeah, still, you're, you do anything for 15 minutes straight, any kind of movement. Yeah, and you're kind of just like, you're gassed, right? Yeah. But I started running, started making running a thing for me, and then I started hitting the bag a lot more. And now I can, I can literally go 45 minutes on the bag. Yeah. Like just, just go, man. I can just go nonstop. And it's the best feeling, dude. You're skipping skills. When you said, you showed that video, you're <laughs> skipping. He's like, what the fuck is this monster? Like, we, we were talking about, you know, you said like, you looked at me as like, you know, a, a childhood. Um, influence. And then I, I'm looking at these videos. And I remember as a kid, I would like get into something because I was the oldest one on our block. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get into BMXing. And then like, you know, I had some friends come and then you do. And I'd be like, you'd pull out your bike and be like, here's how you wheelie. And then like the next week you'd be like wheeling down our block, like yeah. better than everyone. I'm like this fucking kid. And then it'd be like, okay, here's a skateboard. And you'd be like, I learned how to heel flip. I was like, I can't even fucking heel flip. <laughs> I never learned how to properly heel flip on a skateboard. Yeah. And I skateboarded for years. It just was yeah. not there. Yeah. So I'm like, to me, you were like that kid, like whatever you put in your hands, like you figured it out. Yeah. yeah. Right. And that's, that's, I think that's incredible talent. So like to self-teach yourself boxing or acting or whatever it is, like you just, you, you're motivated, you do it. And that's, I think that's like super inspirational, even for me now, when I think about oh, fuck, man. That's awesome, man. content Appreciate creation that. and like our podcast and what we do and what I'm trying to do on like social media or what I'm sharing, I, I look at your shit. I'm like, wow, that's, that's pretty awesome. Or to be able to put yourself in those skits. Like you, you talk like, oh, I'm going to do these comedic skits and 
It's like, that takes a lot of courage. Yeah. And courage and then the skill to like have that vision to me. I think that's incredible. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that, man. That's awesome. Yeah. If it wasn't, circle. For, if it wasn't, if it wasn't for you, I, I would have smashed my teeth, <laughs> which yeah. by the way, scarred me forever. <laughs> I remember that day, man, where I was uh, riding that BMX bike and uh, I don't know if you were there. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, I remember I it now. Yeah. And I just remember falling off my bike. I don't know what the fuck. I, oh, I was putting my, this is, we had the old school BMXs, right? So we'd put my foot yeah. in the front of the tire. To do the Western wheel. To do the, uh, what was it? And the the end, end, endos. Endos, yeah. yeah. And I just went over far yeah. and I fucking just smashed my oh, teeth, man. man. And it was, oh, dude, I got veneers. I got two veneers right here. Oh, yeah. They look pretty teeth, they, though. They're good, though. Yeah, they're <laughs> not bad. But, man, I remember just like coming inside and my dad was just like, what the fuck did you do? And I remember like two days before that, he was always like, you know, you're going to, don't break your teeth. He yeah, always remind me, don't break your teeth. It's always the teeth. It's yeah. always the teeth, man. Yeah. I got a, I had braces when I was 18 and my mom like invested quite a bit of money to fix my, my teeth. And as soon as I started getting into like any other sport, she's like, you're going to fuck up your smile. Yeah. And, uh, I haven't lost any teeth yet. Yeah. You, yeah you're Good smile. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, though I do have like, I have weird teeth dreams all the time. And I, I think it's partially because yeah. I'm so worried about, like I wear a mouth guard. You do? Okay. I was going to ask you that. Through all jujitsu. When I first started going, I'd like, I'd wear it when I'd roll or whatever. And if we were drilling, I wouldn't. And then a couple of times, you know, you're practicing a technique and someone moves the, you know, the wrong way, you turn your head the wrong way and you catch a knee in the face. And it's not like super hard, but it's enough to like, you know, you bite yourself <sighs> and you're like, oh, okay. So now I wear a mouth guard all the time, but now I'm like super stressed because like I don't want braces again. I don't want to deal with like no, you don't want to do that, man. A busted tooth. Yeah. So I'll, I'll like wake up in the middle of the night, like I had a, just had a dream that my tooth fell out. Like why am I having these fucking dreams? Right. So yeah, dude. Oh man, fucking even like gets me just gets to talking about it. Yeah, I, I would uh, always wear a mouth guard constantly. Yeah, for mouth sure. guard definitely. Always. Every kind of activity I do, man, mouth guard. <laughs> even swimming, let's wear a mouth guard. Like I'm fucking sketched out about it. <laughs> Cause, oh man, yeah. yeah they're, they're, those are some of the worst, worst injuries. So. Yeah, dude. Um, but hey, John, I really appreciate you coming on the show, man. I yeah, thanks for a, having me. I think it's been a blast. It's um, been an hour already, eh? It's, it's been an hour, yeah. Fucking yeah. zipped right by. Um, I'm gonna have your link for your podcast in the description. Cool. I think everyone should check it out. You're a funny guy. Um, and <laughs> my moments, you know. Yeah, and you're really, in, honestly, man, you're really insightful in the, in the martial art industry, and I think uh, that's becoming more of a thing now. Um, and I think a lot of people, you know, what they're doing is they're listening to a lot of these professionals talk. Um, and you know, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to, I mean, if you talked about how you were as a teenager right now, your mindset's not, you're not a teenager. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for you to really, you know, touch base on what it's been like as a teenager. Yeah. But you are someone that's not, you know, you're not professional. No, far Um, from, far from. And, but you were, you're, you're, you know, you have a passion for the sport and I think Mm -hmm. everyone should check you out and listen to you. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah. John, thanks for coming. Pleasure, I appreciate buddy. you. Take care. And there it is, from one Zach to another. Uh, great podcast, guys. Uh, really appreciate Zach sitting down with Johnny and and letting Johnny sort of uh, pimp out the podcast. Boy, Johnny, you know how to uh, you know how to talk about the podcast for way too long. Uh, no, we really appreciate it. And anytime we can talk about uh, our little bitty uh tiny podcast uh with somebody who's who's doing pretty well in the podcasting game hey we're all about it uh so zach thanks a lot man uh and like johnny said we're gonna get you in plan is for next week um and let's hope that uh that plan actually flushes itself out because uh, as you guys know with jumbled you never actually know it could be something completely different it could happen in three weeks uh, you know, we never know, but that's, what's beautiful about podcasting. That's what's beautiful about this podcast specifically. So I hope you guys enjoyed, uh, the interview that, uh, that Zach so grace graciously let us use. Thanks a lot. The audio sounds great. It must be a Zach thing. I don't know. Um, but let's, uh, let's just wrap this thing up guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to catch us on social media, uh, you can do so by visiting uh, any website, any social media website, and just searching for Jumbled Podcast. We're there. Uh, we, you know, we're everything but like Snapchat. I think we're on Snapchat, but I just never have done anything because I have a hard time even using Snapchat for myself. I just like, I answer Johnny sometimes. Joe sometimes will send me something. It's usually like a video of his dog. Um, and then my wife sends me stuff on there. So that's really it. Um, so you can imagine our Snapchat, uh, presence is not 
that great. But we're uh, we're everywhere else, and if you guys want to follow us, that'd be great. Uh, at least just to know uh, that there's going to be a link posted every week on Wednesday that you guys can click on to get back here if you're not already subscribed. But you should be subscribed, and you can listen to us anywhere you like. iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Player.fm, SoundCloud. Actually, not SoundCloud. I uh, I slipped back a year in time. That We're not on SoundCloud. Don't go there. Unless you just want to hear our message where we told you, hey, we're not here anymore. Uh, Stitcher, I said that already. Uh, Spotify, that's the one. Uh, there's so many S uh, podcast platforms. Head over to any one of those and continue listening. Subscribe wherever you are. But please find your way back to iTunes. Give us a rating and review. Uh, it helps get our name out. Helps us climb uh, up higher in the in the ranks. And uh, helps uh, advertisers, potential advertisers, see our name. So we can keep offering you guys cool new things uh, for you to try out at a discounted rate. And who doesn't love that? Uh, if you want to send us any emails, that would be jumbledpodcast at gmail.com or johnny.jumbled at gmail.com. Uh, hopefully we have an influx of emails and users or new people who, who are coming to the podcast. We really appreciate you. Uh, feel free to go back through the catalog of, of episodes. Uh, this is 104. Man, hard to believe. Uh, but this is it, guys. This is it. I'm trying to think. Oh, thanks to our sponsor, Audible. How could I forget Audible? Uh, head over to audibletrial.com slash jumbled and get that free free 30-day trial and a free audiobook. It's a great, 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 great thing uh, for you to do. If you don't like reading, hey, just listen to it. L- listen to your favorite authors, your favorite comedians, whoever, read you a story, uh, cause you know what? Every once in a while, everybody likes slipping back into, uh, it's almost like being a kid again where you're getting read to and who doesn't love that? It's all the, it's all the greatness of getting a story and none of the, uh, none of the eye pain that comes from straining and looking at a book. That's where I am with reading. You might be in a different spot, but hopefully you can enjoy our good buddies over at Audible anyway. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash jumbled. And get that free 30-day trial and a free audiobook. If you want to get me and Johnny an address, you can do so by going over to patreon.com slash jumbled and donate. I think it's a $500 tier. Obviously, that one will never be donated to, but I'm going to continue saying it because I'm hoping that there's somebody out there with $500 just burning a hole in their pocket. Hey, we will gladly take it. We will use it. And I promise you there will be video evidence of us in dresses uh, this isn't bullshit. We're not going to steal your money and not not provide what we said. Um, so yeah, that's it, guys. Uh, we will see you guys next week with Zach Clausen, hopefully, for another episode of Jumbled, your favorite podcast about two really gorgeous, beautiful guys. And I'm not talking about me. Go over to the YouTube video and, uh, and check that out. Uh, link will be in the description of the podcast. We'll see you guys.